0: Hey, today we're talking about, you know, that Uncle Rico syndrome <laughs> of like really trying to live in the past and not forgiving yourself for never becoming that person. And then, oh, we're delicately dancing around, projecting onto your offspring, these goals of yourself. And so I'm going to talk through how I did that early on and where I tried to go and live out dreams that didn't happen for me through the two children that I have now, Um, and how myself and my husband have flipped that script on who in our minds we were supposed to be, and how we kind of let that go to become who we were meant to be. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to What was meant to be my destiny? And now we're moving into season two, and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens, there's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream, taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. That's right, you found us, and I am your host, graciously serving you five days a week. I guess six if you decide to listen to Wednesday's episode on Saturday, and I will never make you listen seven days a week. There should be at least one day where you are not Woken up with the fuel and fire to keep pressing on. Just give yourself one day to recover. If you need more than that, take it. It will always be here for you to continue guiding you on your journey. So let's dive in. Grounding ourselves in our greatness. Uh, hmm. My great thing, Um, I actually watched, started watching the documentary on Netflix called The Mind Explained. I don't think it's that many episodes, actually, Um, but I really liked it because it talked about anxiety and the hows and whys and all the ins and outs. And then it talked about mental power and your ability to control your mind and your reaction and... It just got into some real deep dive, wonderful brain things. That's my best description. I apologize that it's not more scholarly. There definitely is a better description that exists out there. I just didn't say it. Okay. So (laughs) I'm watching this and they're talking about the power to control your mind and how the power, once you reach it, you have this ability to understand when your mind is wandering. And that's been a lot of the work that I've been trying to do in presence. Because for me, it was always about the tap out. It was always about the ability to be 10 places ahead of where I was right in that moment. And I was constantly in that space, tapping out of the present. And so most of my journey was in finding presence, in finding myself, in finding where I even wanted to show up as in where shoot. <laughs> okay, we'll get we'll work on words. We'll get it eventually. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out exactly where I want to be, but I know most of my time is being spent not being where i was regardless right and like even even in bigger instances like i had this refusal to believe that this was actually my life that this was actually where i wound up and so it was just easier to avoid that thought right and to run away from it and by run away from it i mean run um do yoga do coaching Do work, do kids, do everything part time jobs, start new businesses, um, take new opportunities at work like just loaded up so much that my mind could never wander. And yet, most of my time was spent with my mind wandering, wandering out of the place that it was in, wandering out of the place that. I wanted it to be in like constantly everywhere else. And so they spoke about this ability to mind control and your ability to keep your mind in the present tense. And I've been diving so deep into that work um, over the last year, just realizing that I was everywhere and nowhere and that that wasn't the life that I wanted to live. And so most of that work really was probably highlighted when we were allowed to sit in silence. And in that silence would be the first time that I actually listened to and acknowledged what I really want. And then everything kind of goes up, twists, turns, gets crazy from there. But when I was speaking last week, And I was actually listening to speakers prior to giving my speech. And I had noticed my mind wanting to wander into start to prepare for my speech. Right? And how many times do we do that? We have something coming up. So it's like, well, I'm sitting right here and I'm just sitting like maybe mentally I should start preparing mentally. I should start transitioning myself to that space. And I had to call my mind back multiple times. I'm like, no, we're not going there. No, we're not. Hey, sis, I told you we're not going there. You're here. Listen now. Your opportunity to prepare will be when you're in that moment. It's not right now. That's not where you're supposed to be. And that's that's almost what mind recall looks like for me is... I can see my mind wandering. I can feel it trying to escape for whatever reason, right? In that moment, it was trying to escape because it was it was going into preparation mode. It was trying to kind of almost stress me out about what I had coming up and start to call me to that bigger space. And so, for me, I try to listen to whatever's triggering it. So sometimes, um, Sometimes it'll be an insecurity that's triggering. Sometimes it'll be fear that's triggering, and most of the time it is just an emotion that's trying to call me out of that moment and push me into the next one. And da da da. da. I do love to avoid emotions so much; it's one of my favorite pastimes, right? And so. In order for me to call my mind back, I have to embrace and acknowledge that uh, there's some discomfort here. There's some reason, right? And then I have to say, nope, it's okay. It's okay, anxiety. I see you. Okay, but we're right here right now. And, And you know what? There'll be time for you, good friend. But it's not right here. Then I'll call that back. Right. And that sounds kind of crazy, but really that's the power that you have over your mind. The ability to have those conversations within and do that work. Um, so this weekend, last week, I just have been really working, working on calling in the power of presence calling my mind back when it's trying to escape and it escapes for all different reasons. Um, but like really honing that in and really taking conscious time to be in one place. And some of you are going to go, I don't have time to sit and be present, not be doing 200,000 emails. No, I have to do that. I have to parent. I have to watch this TV show. I have to text all my friends. Like imagine all the things that you're doing all at one time. Right? It's $1,200 billion if you're anything like me. Because I would be sitting there. I would be working. I would be checking Facebook or Instagram. I would be doing everything. Trying to cook. Trying to rest. Trying to fill in the blank. And really what that quickly led to was like an immense extreme burnout of everything all at once. Like everything would always just come to a head because I was really never in any one place ever. I was always in three, four, five, six, seven. I was always escaping the present moment. And so Gosh, when I was watching that documentary, I just felt and finally fully understood what it was that I was doing with my mind calling back presence. And it's a real thing. Hey, yo. Someday we'll have someone to talk about presence on this show. No questions. I'm probably the person who wrote that freaking documentary. <laughs> because. Your mind is in your control. It is. And even when people say like, I have no time, I have, if that's the story you're writing yourself, you will never have time. Right? And I'm still in a space where I'm trying to figure out how to best manage, how to best schedule, given this new kind of stage of life we're in. Um, It's like, ever-changing, right? Your schedule, by the time you have it down, you're finally changing into a new season or you're changing into summer. Like, it's ever-changing. So it takes time. I've been trying to figure out our schedule and our new life since July. And I'm just now kind of finding a good pace, kind of finding a realistic idea of what that's going to look like moving forward so it just takes time as always just like love yourself through those moments where you're not who you wish you were showing up right just keep loving yourself okay that's all that's our great thing go ahead and take time for yourself recognize yourself for your great thing because uh if you don't you will slowly not learn that skill, and you have to learn it and hone it and own it, people. You have to. Okay. So, gosh, today's episode. <laughs> I had this thought this weekend, and I had said this a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week. I don't know that I was just feeling the vibe. It was probably two weeks ago. I was just feeling my husband and my's vibe, and. I know, it's such an annoying thing. Like, it's even annoying for me to say. But here's why. I think we've both finally forgiven ourselves for not being the person we were supposed to be. Right? Like, we're 32 and it's hard. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people ever give that up. And here's what that sounds like. Well, if I had only not broken my leg, I would have went pro. If I had only not fill in the blank, I would have fill in the blank. And if you can recall these conversations, right? You're listening to that person and you're kind of like, Yeah. Okay. Uncle Rico. Cool. Yeah. Everybody. We all woulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. But here's what that looks like. If we don't ever forgive that version. Right. Because my husband and I were both supposed to be these star athletes and no question we were. We just weren't ever meant to make it big. Right. Even though in our heads, that's the story we would write over and over and over again, if we could write it anyway, that's the one we would write. And I think it ends up looking like this. You don't ever forgive that version of yourself. You don't ever forgive that reality. And you start trying to live it out through other people. Right? And early on, that's what I was doing. Like, if I can just, if I can, okay. Since I've given up and now my seven-year-old, right? At the time she was brand new. And I'm like, since I've given up on myself and my dreams, because the A version of my life as it was supposed to play out, she would still be playing volleyball somewhere. She would certainly not have any children. She would certainly not be living in Iowa. She would certainly be probably leveling her way up through the collegiate um, coaching circus, right? Like that's who she would be. No question. She would be inspiring athletes. She would be winning and owning her entire life. She would certainly not be here. And what I begin to realize is that this must be how life works. And so when I would have had my first child, I start to realize that this is now my job. I build a life that I couldn't build for myself, right? When I was a child, I build the one that I wish I had had for her. And so I start constructing these places where she could be more successful. And for me, it was like, it's supposed to be volleyball. It's going to be volleyball. Like I need to get in that world for her i need to come back here so that i start building connections that will someday make her road better than the one that i had built for me right like we never had connections we never had money and so for me at that point it was like okay hannah You have to figure out how to actually have money. That was a big part of our debt-free journey was like figuring out how to have money that my parents never had to support this type of dream, because certainly my daughter's going to have the same dream that I had. And certainly if I can just fund it, she'll be off better than me. And so that's what I spent all my time and energy on. Like, let's build this world where she can get further than I ever did. Let's do that. And so that was pretty much our focus. We'd we'd coach her. We'd get her into camps. We'd do these things. And it was. It was this world that we were trying to create around ourselves and our dreams that never happened. Like maybe she'll do it. And so Jordan and I had real conversations about (laughs) us just following our kids around. Like, let's build a life that's so amazing for them that we want to live it with them later. And honestly, we had just given up on the idea that we had anything left. Like, everything that we were going to do of importance here on out was probably going to be related to our children and their accomplishments. And that should be our only focus. And I think that was fine for a little bit because it seemed like, That's what everyone around us was doing. Um, But given both of us came from the world of athletics, given both of us came from this like high striving level, we quickly burn out on that. Like we quickly began to realize that this wasn't going to sustain either of us. That living through our kids just wasn't going to be enough. And We didn't want to wait till retirement to live our lives. So we sat down and started talking about what it was going to take and and what we wanted to do. Because you have that choice in life, right? Like what's important to us? What matters to us? What is important to you, Jordan, as an individual person? What is important to me? But the biggest piece of that was finally forgiving ourselves. For the people we were never meant to be. Like. He wasn't supposed to go pro in baseball. It just wasn't supposed to happen. It just wasn't in the cards. Because I mean honestly if he had. (laughs) Hello. Mm, This gal. This one right here. He would have missed me. Come on. Right but like. Those conversations, the ones where you like Uncle Rico your life and you're like, should happen, should have, would have, if this hadn't happened, right? And that's what I would say to myself all the time. Like, If my knee injury hadn't happened, and if you listen to way long ago podcasts, we talk about my knee and how my knee was an excuse out of the reality that I was in because the reality was I wasn't going anywhere regardless and it was a lot easier to just blame that knee and honestly for the entirety of my life it would have been a lot easier to just cling to that knee as the reason that I never got where I was supposed to go and then cling to that story forever right like That was supposed to be the A version and I no longer have power to make that A version happen. Well, I don't think that that's not true, right? There are some some dreams that we grow out of, that we age out of, that just can't happen anymore for pure sake of just getting older, right? Sometimes those things aren't possible. And so we do have to let them go. But that doesn't mean that there aren't similarities in where we want to go. That there aren't still opportunities. Because what was true about me playing volleyball, if you listen to what I said... I wanted to inspire. I wanted to lead women. I wanted to write, like, those were the places that I was going in the A version of my life. I was going to coach. I was going to do all these things. That was just going to be an outlet. And it was just a different outlet. It was still the same things. Right. And so, as you go through this life, what I want you to pay attention to is not. Not just the fact that you didn't make it the way you envisioned you were going to make it, right? Start looking at the similarities in what that sounds like. Because when I was coaching, because I did, I came back and coached. I created my own stage. I made things happen. I made dreams happen that weren't supposed to happen again, right? When, it, when I broke that down, What did I actually like about that, right? Because the volleyball part was terrifying. Like, I felt like an imposter the whole time. I still say that I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to coaching volleyball. Like, I YouTubed a lot of drills. I leaned hard on what was already out there. And I really just taught basics and mindset. Basics. Mindset. Basics mindset that was it and it almost didn't feel like enough cuz it felt like it should be flashier it felt like it should be more and so that side of it just made me wildly uncomfortable <laughs> i'm still convinced to this day <laughs> that i'm a terrible volleyball coach but what did i love about it if you took away the volleyball i loved leading women to higher heights, right? Like helping them grow and cultivate this like same vision, which I find wildly inspiring. I love that, right? And I loved getting to like get people excited and get on the same page and like that energy and that ability to impact and maybe say something that would change a kid forever right? Right or wrong. You know, like I don't, I don't control the narration of your life. So there's a chance that I'm a villain in a lot of those kids' stories. And maybe they see me and they show up better than I did because of the villain that I was, right? And then maybe they go change lives. That's not really up to me. I don't really get to decide which person I was in every kid's story and I know that I was both um but I think more than anything key in on those things the similarities between all the things that you're doing right and the things you really love to do what are those things for you What are the things that light you up that all make sense? And then there will be other things where you're like, I don't really understand how this works, right? And so that was kind of the podcast for me early on when I first started. It was just like, I enjoy doing this. And then there was actually the creation of a podcast at my nine to five, And the people I was working with knew that I was doing a podcast. And so, like, I figured I didn't even have to raise my hand to get that opportunity. I figured they'd just be like, oh, it'd be Hannah. Duh. She already does this. And they ended up picking someone who had broadcast experience, which, you know, That's probably necessary when you're a professional entity, you probably have to pick the person who has any kind of experience, not just the person who does a crazy ass podcast in their spare bedroom. Like, so I get it, but it was kind of like, that's how I saw this playing out. This was just something that I picked up to lend itself to what I was really supposed to do, which was like run this podcast and become this voice for my nine to five. And then eventually I just let this podcast, the death of a dream podcast go. Cause like, maybe this was just something that I did to prepare me for that moment. And so that's what I was telling myself for a really long time. (laughs) Like this podcast isn't even a thing. This is just something you picked up. It will certainly never, be what you do but maybe eventually it'll be something cool I never envisioned us being where we are now but I think the biggest piece of learning was in me forgiving the vision of what I saw for my life and just recently I think my husband finally forgave himself and I think that's why we're on a higher vibe But you really have to just forgive and let go of that alternate reality of what your life could have looked like if. And so many times we just cling to that. But I think look back, you have clues from there, like what lit you up about that. And sometimes what lit you up may also create a new release. Because I think for some of us, it was just the exchange of value that we got from other people. Maybe it wasn't even something that we enjoyed all that much, but maybe it made very important people in our lives happy and make us feel important. And so it just felt like what we had to do in order to get that love. And so I don't know, you know, For me, it was just like talking it out, saying it out loud, allowing myself to realize that really I had given up on myself. And that was a really hard truth for me to sit in. In fact, I probably spent, well, let's see, at 30, I would have started this podcast around 31. I probably spent most of that year at 30 fighting with myself on this fact that I had given up. And I didn't want to believe that because like I bought all the books and I really, I had calendars and I had schedules and I was like a really determined person. And I always had goals and I always had dreams and Jordan and I had dreams together. So like, it was really hard for me to sit with this idea that I had given up like beyond right and not even that i had given up just that i had settled right more the settling than the giving up i had settled because i just i didn't believe that there was anything good to come of this other than maybe what my kids might do. And so that was another level of settling. Well, like if I just set goals for them, if I set goals for myself, I'm not really setting too hard of goals for myself. They're not all that scary, but you know what? Let's just make a little bit more money so we can put one more kid in a new camp. Like let's do that. And let's figure out how we can level them up to avoid the disappointment that we had in our lives. But I think the disappointment's going to come regardless if it's not meant for you, right? And so Jordan and I, I think, have found ourselves in this place of forgiveness, of like, it just, it wasn't supposed to play out like that. And we can't keep running the, reels of memories of what was to be because it there's no worth there i just think we have to change what it sounds like i was a phenomenal passionate driven athlete and that serves me in my ability to show up passionate driven consistently with what I'm doing now, right? But not like I was a driven, passionate athlete and I got hurt and now I'm just this and it's okay, right? Like, no, it serves such a beautiful purpose. It's not lost because it didn't play out the way you envisioned. It's playing out the way it's supposed to. So start focusing and forgiving who you were supposed to be. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey loves, I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If you want more, you want the weekly update. And this is called the Don't Do It Alone, Your Weekly Guide to Greatness. That really is going to give you the inside look at the tactics from the weekly discussions that we have right here. Um, That's a weekly guide to greatness that you need in your inbox. Go over to nussink.com and the first thing you'll see is the subscribe now um, to get that in your inbox. I would love to hang out with you and give you a way to apply the things that we talk about on this show to your life. Um, As always, you can find me on Instagram at the death of a dream. Um, Find me there. Follow me there. Let's chat uh, because I know that some of this stuff is impacting you in bigger ways. And I'd love to talk with you about it. What's going on? How are you using this? How is this changing you? And as always, if something hits with you, please share it. Please go ahead, review this. This movement, the death of a dream movement is about rising one another, finding new ways to look at the world, finding new approaches to life and growing together. We are a community of mostly women who are looking to change our lives in some way. So like, share, comment, review. That's how you can pay me back if this has helped you in any way. I'm so grateful for you and everything that you are doing.